I think I share your confusion, disappointment, and disgust. <laughs> this is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 32, for the week of May 19th, 2014. I am Google Blindspot David T. Cole, and I'm here with toy camera Sarah D. Bunting. I have no function. Spokio <laughs> abstainer Tara Ariano. Get me off! And little Bow Wow impersonator Matt Myra. Where did I get $10,000 from? <laughs> I am excited every time we do a podcast, of course, but I'm extra excited not only because we have Matt Myra here. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for Welcome having me. Matt. Of the Nerdist podcast and many other podcasts, mm, too I Too many. Okay. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> you want to plug them? You can. Doesn't sure. matter. Um, and also because we're discussing catfish. <laughs> and I will say, I really, Tara and Matt have this relationship on Twitter that is 98% based on reality programming. Yeah. It's like, it was, it used to be 50% catfish, 50% yeah. hoarders. Yeah. Then they took hoarders away from and us. And love yeah. it or list it. We well, had Love It or List It, Yeah, right? now we're incorporating Love It or List It in. <laughs> That's I just, next week. I just love seeing what's going on in the Toronto housing market. <laughs> It is fascinating. It really is. It really it, makes me want to go there. Well, I was going to say, it taught you a lot about why you don't buy a century house in Toronto, because yeah, they man. all have electrical, foundational, and <laughs> yeah. various other problems that will keep you from having the kitchen of your dreams. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Today, we are here to discuss Catfish. Now, Sarah only started watching Catfish this season, Sarah, largely in part because, so that you can keep up with my posts, I believe you said. Yes. Sarah, how does it feel to be behind the trends? <laughs> Um, normal. Sure. Okay. So you no see- different. <laughs> You've seen two episodes, the first two episodes of the season. Dave, I got to watch while he watched his very first ever episode of, of Catfish, other than walking through the room when I have it on and complaining about the very subpar. Get off my lawn, reality television. <laughs> investigative. Uh, techniques and that's in the giantest scare quotes there ever were uh. a, a displayed by Max Joseph and Neve Shulman. Yeah. Dave, tell us, what did you think of your very first episode? What you just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, yeah, that was sort so of my A-. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this about Catfish. It knows what it's doing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it is unabashedly, you know, here it is. Here you go, America. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and uh, I got to admire it for that. It's not my... Not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I'm generally, you know, reality adverse. I'm certainly um, stupid people adverse yeah. on my television. Mm-hmm. But man, if you want to sit in judgment of people <laughs> for an hour, it's the way catfish to do it. That's exactly what I want to do. I know, I know. So, Sarah, you said that you might not continue to watch this, but I think that was in the middle of your watching of this episode. Did the big reveal change your mind about watching the rest of the season well here's the thing this show is really a perfect example in my opinion of how the internet has deepened the experience of watching tv because i was content 
to read your coverage of it. Uh, and you. I think I could go back to that. Uh, but then watching it and sort of the delicious thrill of like anticipating what you will have said and <laughs> trying to force myself not to just pause it and read what you said at like the way that those things feed each other makes each one more awesome <laughs> even though the only awesome element really is your writing because the show <laughs> I mean it's a professionally polished turd <laughs> but it is a, it is a turd it's shiny but it's a turd yes. you know what's interesting to me though yes uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about like the central question, which is how can these people be so stupid, stupid and whether they actually are this stupid or just <laughs> trying to get on TV. Right. But, uh, you know, I was a records clerk for a long time, mm -hmm. a long time ago. Yep. And, uh, I would call people for like address updates or like call their old work to see if they had a forwarding address. And I would say I was from, you know, ex university records office and they Wait, Professor me. Xavier is trying to reach me? <laughs> yes, he was. Your class dues are... Please, give him my address. Yes. I did, believe me. Um, the glowing envelope, that was him. Um, but people would just... People want to believe that other people are who they say they are. And that sort of that job taught me that like, if you say you are someone or something, some job, with authority... People just believe it because most people, it's like some pattern recognition thing in the brain where they're not going to be suspicious or assume that someone is making shit up like that because why would I be like, I work at Barnard as a records clerk. Like, who's <laughs> going to make that shit up? No, <laughs> yeah. no offense, Barnard, but nobody. So <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people don't look twice but i do think like once you get into the like we're in love and we've been in love for three years but i've never laid eyes on this person nor or do i know them. their full name i don't know his last name that was the craziest thing to me about it like I, I past the point i mean I, past a was day that this one that he didn't know his last yes! name yeah, yeah yeah yes it was just tony they've been talking for three years he's never told you his last name or given you his phone number like something is up i can see why as stupid as it was why Max and Neve jumped to the conclusion that he was in jail and that he didn't want it or prison, that he didn't want to say that, well, that was his story. That was insane. But that was stupid, of well, course. Well, just the fact that the original phone number happened to have someone who was actually named Tony related to that person who had right. that phone number yes. was very confusing to me. Well, I wondered if that was because Carmen, the cousin who set this whole thing yeah. up. That ended up being the reveal for anyone who didn't see the episode. It, this guy was had been talking on a chat line, supposedly, with this guy, Tony, for three years. They were in love. Didn't know his last name or phone number. Only communicated when Tony called him. And then it turned out that this guy's cousin who had put him on the show Jesus. had faked the whole entire thing because he called her a fat-ass Kelly Price, which don't do that. Fat-ass Kelly Price. <laughs> well, and she planted <laughs> the seed of our in her figuring brain. it out. It, it yeah. was insane. That is some old boy level revenge <laughs> planning, too. Like three years is, yeah. is a commitment. I, I admired to her. <laughs> like love talking your cousin yeah that's your the other question cousin. like how far did they get because lots and lots of times they suggest matt back me up they suggest that people have had like phone sex or yeah oh or like very, i am very sex often. or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. did it get that far with i'm Carmen sure it and... did oh, i'm sure it did it's gross. yeah and i'm sure no. her clitoris is very large yeah <laughs> 
It was so bizarre. It the entire really first of all, weird. let's just. I wish I was dead. I can't decide if Carmen is terrifying or fucking awesome. Like well, it went so long that it went through so many permutations yeah. of like, is this truly like, is this woman mentally ill or is she more awesome than the human mind can apprehend? I I happen to think it's the latter. I think she is more awesome. Tell than me human. more. I think <laughs> she's a maniacal clit, genius. Yeah. yeah, I was fascinated by that. Her hobby. That was her hobby. Yeah. Was was pulling the wool over her cousin's eyes for three years. Yeah. That's an amazing hobby. Most hobbies I stick with for like a month, <laughs> two months. At one point I was like, I'm going to build stuff. And I stopped. Uh, and this woman is just... What am I going to do with these tickets to Maker Fair? Yeah, I don't need this anymore. Uh, I'm going to order a 3D printer. Well, I'll just leave it in the box. Uh, I made a cube. Instead, I'll sext my cousin. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I think I feel like we're going. We're we're we need to talk about my favorite characters on Catfish, which is Neve and Max. Please, I, I those two human beings. Go on. I've seen them in the wild a couple times. Is that true? They already true. lost me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've seen them, uh, I once saw, I saw them both at a restaurant here oh. in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, Mohawk Bend. That's Sports Center letting me know that my fantasy baseball lineup is out of whack. <laughs> Let me go ahead and turn that off. Uh, this week on Sports Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So and I, I just the 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 crowd of people they were with. I find them very interesting. Just in the whole, they're very metrosexual. Yeah. They 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 love a they love a good discussion about lotions. They, yeah. Yeah. If you've if you've watched past episodes, they'll they'll tell you about their shaving techniques, hair products, their, also their hair products. Yep. They both know how to pick out a scarf. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Nev has to shave like or Neve, sorry. Yes. Yes. Has to shave like fifteen times a day. Yeah, so. yeah. the I'll hair growth on them is remarkable, <laughs> and I would. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm of a similar ilk in that I can. Uh, I shaved yesterday, uh, and it does not look like I shaved yesterday. It looked like I shaved a week ago. Uh. But uh, it's just it's. The, I find the two of them interesting, and also the fact that they still. Uh, are under the illusion that they share a uh, uh, two queen beds in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. With a crew of people mm-hmm. in other rooms, most likely on their own. Mm-hmm. Now, another interesting fact about my catfish uh, obsession. <laughs> I once stayed outside. Uh, I work uh, in Hollywood at Hollywood Center Studios, which is apparently we shoot at midnight over there. And they also, that was the production office for Catfish. So what I would do is I when I found that out, <laughs> go on. All bets were off. <laughs> uh, so I would walk by and I it would took s- a lot of long bathroom breaks. Yeah, I would I would go by. <laughs> What's wrong with Myra to go to <laughs> go really record the podcast? Up. We'd have to walk by their office. Yeah, and their window was always open, and they had the board up. Oh, the board with the headshots yes. of all the people that were going oh to be on campus. Oh my god! The FBI board. Yeah, yeah. guys, there's going to be a three way thing happening this <gasps> season. <gasps> I know. I'm very oh, excited man. about it. Oh, yes. God. But, uh, well, I w- so they had a production meeting once outside where they were just talking about all the booking of the travel and how they shoot the show. Yeah. So I stayed outside for an hour and a half <laughs> listening yep. to this That's meeting. That's what I would do. And just taking mental notes of this meeting. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. I mm-hmm. guess that Neve and Max don't know where they're going. Yeah. The production crew keeps it a secret from them, hmm. which I thought was adorable. But why? I don't know. It's to like give a the BA, it's a BA Baraka situation. Yeah. You have to knock them out before they fly. <laughs> I guess. 
But this like is all a- that legwork they're showing you on television. Yeah. The production crew's already done that legwork, and they sort of just let Neve and Max try and figure it out for themselves. Aw, that is adorable. It is. It's adorable. <laughs> it's like they don't know they're being Truman showed. Okay, well that answers my one of my big question, which questions about the show, which is how many stories do they have to burn because they get to a certain point and then the people don't want to participate. But I guess all I of that I happens. I think that's all pre. Yeah. Right. They all the, pre- do the that. actual real producers. It's fascinating that do some that of these first. people will sign release. Yeah, That's even the in the fir- in the season premiere, where somebody was just using fake photos of some person, yeah. and they showed them. Yeah. But they never had any. They never established who the fake who that, photos were, right? Who they were. Sometimes of. that's a more interesting story to me. Sometimes, but I assume that the person like yeah. that was a thing. Either if they had revealed who the real person was, yeah. then there would it would have been too soon, and there would have been no story. Or the person was like, "All right, you can use my picture, but don't say who I am." Uh. Well, yeah. Very true. Well, let's talk back. Let's go back to when we first meet uh, Carmen. Yes. And the uh, fact that she essentially had a CrossFit gym in her home. Yeah. What? <laughs> she seemed like she had a pretty nice place. Like there was a she, lot. I had a lot of questions about Carmen even before she the had big a reveal. Very, at the end of the show, she had a wonderful multimedia rack that was mm-hmm. behind her, but only had two glass egg drops on it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And I was yeah. just annoyed at her for not using it. She had very nice speakers. <laughs> Do you think it's all rent to own? Oh, I maybe. don't know. Maybe. It Is seems that... like maybe she's like not like she saved all of her advanced planning for this revenge plot and then like everything else is hour by hour. <laughs> what if yes, so it was an Airbnb she... that she got in in That's suburban right. Cincinnati. That is just not like a Spanish idea. prisoner and they go back two days later and it's gone. <laughs> got Granada rent to own and speed living there. Totally. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. If I was gonna be on Here's a me just show. giving that away. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Uh yeah. that, that was a lot of gym equipment. That was a and then Come she on. said, I've been going to the gym. Like, why are you going to a gym? You have a gym. Yeah. What a does that mean? That was the roommate's gym. Is she, like, deadlifting? You are gym. I don't know. Like <laughs> you she... are gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, so when they, when they meet her, she reveals that her cousin, quote, he won't even know how to get on Google. Yeah. <laughs> so she's catfishing the perfect person. <laughs> she is, yeah. Because she's a genius. Yeah. This is amazing to me. Like, she obviously has access to a computer. You would think if she cared about him for real, she would have told him, why don't you come over and we'll see what we can find out about this Tony person. But then they wouldn't have been able to get very far either because all they knew was his first name. Cincinnati, by the way, when they go to the downtown, the ghetto of Cincinnati, it looks like the rest of Cincinnati. It looked pretty bad. It looked, I mean... That's one funny thing about Cincinnati, which I've actually been to. (laughs) Like, you have no concept just from the car of whether it's a... Good or bad neighborhood. <laughs> the only thing I know about Cincinnati is they put two pounds of cheese on their chili. They that sure Skyline do. chili. They sure do. <laughs> Would you like a bowl of cheese with some a little bit of chili underneath it, sir? That sounds great. Let's As I do. said at the time. ruin a perfectly good black raspberry ice cream with chocolate chunks. Sorry, oh. Greatners fans. Not me, into that. Me and Tara took this road trip, and we went to the Creation Museum, which is just across the river. Whatever. Uh, in Kentucky. In, in Kentucky from Cincinnati. And then... We continued on our w- creation museum, by the way. Must see. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm on board. Um, and, uh, and then we drove into Cincinnati, stopped at a local uh, franchise called Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili. It's a famous chain. Kind of famous. Mini chain. Uh, I think between us, we got I got veggie chili. Tara got chili. There's also a salad involved. Yeah. 
all three of those items had a like Mount Fuji of cheese on top. It of was it. like a sarcastic amount of cheese. That oh, you like cheese? Do you exactly. have all the cheese in the world? It's, it was exactly like that. <laughs> it was like so much that after they put it on the chili, there was like a strata of melt, a strata of like you know, kind of magma cheese, yeah. and then like you know, and then like just. It was like you'd been in previously, asked for cheese, they thought you were crazy, (laughs) then the next time you came back, they were like, oh, we'll show him cheese. Exactly! He wants cheese. He's gonna get cheese. We're getting off topic. Antoine (laughs) got himself an Obama phone. He did! I had to look up Obama phone. Exactly. I linked it in in the story. Thanks for reading, Dave. Well, I did it while I was watching. I know. I had to immediately go, what is an Obama phone? No, I I knew it was a thing. And for those listening, uh, it's not technically a phone handed over by President Obama. (laughs) Maybe he did. Which I thought maybe that's what was happening. No. It's a federally subsidized phone. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's part. It's it's a it's it's a plank of the Affordable Care Act. It's like a thing that people can get if they can't afford their own phone, they can get a subsidized phone. It, it, it's an Obama phone in the same way that um, if you bought Oreos with food stamps, it would be Obama cookies, Obamrios, or whatever. Obamrios. <laughs> I'm sure it exists. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. <clears throat> Sadly. Speaking of things that must be federally subsidized, otherwise, why are they there? His hair. Max. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you hate Max. I just don't. Uh, like, just have Neve talk to the camera. Not the toy camera, mm-hmm. the actual camera. Especially. I just okay, kept when I. Thinking. Not sorry, the go ahead. Toy camera. Just, the toy camera. When I was watching the, again with Dave, this would have been my third time through the episode after watching it the first time, then watching it from a post, and then watching it with Dave. Um, the scene where they're doing their investigation in that coffee shop, there were at least three other cameras, real cameras, yeah. that were filming them, plus the camera that Max, for no reason, was holding in his hand. Yeah. Can we stop with the toy now, camera? is that just an aesthetic that they got with on the movie? And they were like... I think well, so. Because I never saw Catfish the movie. Max isn't in the movie. He's not in the no, movie. No, he's just Matt Neve's friend that came on for this, for the show. Really? Yeah. There was a different gray-haired guy in the movie. You're blowing my <laughs> they, mind. They right hope now. nobody noticed. I know. It's like it's like this is the the catfish menudo and they just keep replacing the gray-haired guy. <laughs> anyway. Once he hits indeterminate age. Like how old's that guy? I don't quite get it. He's, he's, he's probably white in his 30s. Before Logan's his years. catfish. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, in his 30s probably. Okay. All right. But I just kept thinking replace Max with Carmen because Carmen like from <laughs> the minute she showed up on screen, like she's very charismatic. Mm-hmm. She they knows loved what's her. Up. She might be a psycho, but she's a very smart psycho. Well, let's just talk about her reveal of saying that she was the cousin. Mm-hmm. I feel like she could have done a better job. Yes. Maybe a little more theatrical with it. Yeah. I kind of got the feeling she thought it was going to be a much bigger moment. Like there was going to be some sort of dramatic cue for her. And then she's like, well, I guess I better do it. Here we go. I'm that one. It was well, just... she said, isn't there, aren't there any more addresses? So yeah. I think she might have not realized that was the end of the road. Yeah. Because <laughs> why would she think? Surely uh... they might have come up with, they must have come up with more than this. Yeah. Surely they might have found my address. Right. Right. <laughs> uh... Lord. So, uh, hang on. Let's see. I, had, I made notes, guys. <laughs> I thought it was really cute how Neve and Max were so creeped out by a mugshot. Like, they'd never yes! seen a mugshot before. They were just stunned that people go to jail. <laughs> no, but they, they were like, that's got to be the one. Like, Anthony Thomas is not a totally generic common name. Yeah. I will say this and about like, that mugshot. He looked like he had, like, some bloat that was, like, smoothing out all his features, sort of like in a... In halfway to Odo he style, had kind of a burn victim look. He had exactly. no eyebrows. I think that made I him think look that was a burn. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah. 
Or he was a changeling that hadn't quite just figured out human form. <laughs> I mean, your yours is just as reasonable an answer, Dave. <laughs> Occam's razor. But I think Neve is worse than Max, personally. Because Neve, huh. Neve, I think, buys the bullshit more. I Neve, think Neve absolutely thinks he's out there doing God's Helping work. people find <laughs> yeah. love. And so that's why it was weird to me in this episode when Carmen was like, I just did it for fun. And Max was like, generally, it's to find love. Like, generally, <laughs> nothing, first of all. Does anybody love Max and Neve? That's what no, I want to know. No, no. Do you know that I, try, I, I pitched to, uh, early on in the run of uh, At Midnight, I pitched that the show itself should catfish Neve or Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just Why like, isn't that happening? Or I know, is it and you I know. can't well, say? Well, no, it, was, it would have been such a long Kong. <laughs> I would have had to have Carmen do it for us. <laughs> like, she it has was, nothing she's else free to do. Now. She's I was going to say. Yeah. But I just thought it would have been so funny just to catfish Man. the TV show Catfish. Yep. Or just, anyway. Uh, but I want to know what's going on with their personal lives. That's what I need to know. Yeah. I mean, it's like every season... It gets less and less likely that anyone should really be fooled by this. Well, which when, is what I, why I wonder well, how many you, of these people are really like both sides. Are anybody that's it. going to contact the show watches the show, right? right. So they've anybody hit, yeah. they've hit their American Idol. I want to be on American Idol to make a fool of myself. Sure, you know, period of existence, right? People yes. are aware and they know how to play to the camera now. In a way that MTV will not be able to resist. Yeah. See Carmen. What is the website they go to where they punch in a phone number? Spokio. Spokio. Okay, Spokio. Do you think it's just people who don't want to pay for the Spokio paywall? (laughs) They're like, I can't. This is $29. I could just email them. But you could look up one for $2. I discovered this when I looked up myself on Spokio so I could take myself off, which everybody who's listening I did, to I this, spoke, take your, opt out of Spokio. It knows everything. It knows everything. It has really? all your information It knew where it. I was now. It knew where I was yep. in New York. Yep. It knew what I did, where I worked. Yep. It, it had was... a dorm of mine on there. What? Are you what? serious? Guys, yeah. Spokio me right now. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yes, I mean, there's the a joke. There is that the dorm was destroyed, like they knocked over my residential <laughs> college, basically. But I was like, yeah, everybody go there. Wow, yeah. Find so me. so for totally. I want to be spoke you. No, no, it's it's free. You can you can see the info. You just don't get all of it. It'll show your street number. It'll show show your street, but not your number. I feel like it's going to be inaccurate. It might. I know Hardwick's is inaccurate. I, in case I, anybody wants to find him, you can't. <laughs> well, I, I hope he He's has assistance to make sure to take him <laughs> off this stuff. But yeah, when I looked it up, it knew it knew the street that I lived in. But yes, opt out of it definitely. Oh, what is going on there? <clears throat> okay, so we're on the Spokio six Matt website. Six in Los Angeles. Apparently, now. six of me. But it could be you in six different addresses. Oh, zoom! Is that is that is that me? Oh, we're going in. We're going in tight. <laughs> oh wait, no, this is Matt, Matt Angeles. <laughs> this is this is great podcasting. Yeah. No, way. guys, we need to know what's happening. So okay. Neve, okay, Neve. I think the sometimes Neve takes his counseling a little too far. Definitely. Like, oh, also after the reveal, I the producer, by the way, whoever their producer is, yes, great job by him, mm-hmm. like telling them to stop. Yeah. Like, but the way he threw down that camera mm-hmm. and then brought them outside—that's never happened before in my recollection. Correct. Th- this is the most we've seen yeah. actual real producers of the yeah. show on the show. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I don't know why they took it so personally. That's just that's for my Wikipedia page. That is showing you nothing. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm trying to find the map version. I think because you're like a celebrity, um, that <laughs> they have like a special. Well, I don't have a timeline on my thing. <laughs> there wasn't a picture of me when I looked it up. Interesting. 
Guys, I'm on, I don't need to be on Spokio. I think <laughs> no. all, I, I, we discovered that. Spokio. I, you can't find me. Uh, oh, hang on. So, okay. Uh, but yes, Neve thinks he's really helping people. And I, he's concerned. He's always concerned when the people turn out to be fakers. Yeah, he really... But is that is any of that genuine, is my no, question. No, I don't think it is. You don't think any of it is genuine? No. You don't think he's just a sad sap who really wants to... <laughs> help somebody i don't know why I think someone fails to, to see that the show needs to evolve to allow part of the whatever couch time or counseling or whatever yeah to address the fact that some of these people just do it to fuck with people and it's not because someone was mean to them when they were 14 yes sometimes it is sometimes like sometimes one factor is not the only thing like yeah i don't know well, I, I think it's okay for the show to be like break the fourth wall a little or be a little more meta about itself. Well, yes. at this point in its life, it has to be, or it's just going to like, what, what are you doing? Right. What's the, the point of it? Right. First, the season premiere of this, uh, season, uh, was amazing in that this person left a wake of destruction in her path. Well, to quote Max, <clears throat> she was like a catfish terrorist. That's a new thing this season, too, where he's trying to brand everybody as a catfish something. Yeah, also... This is was... like a catfish intervention, is what he said about Carmen and Antoine. Yeah, but and also... Yeah, he said... He used the term catfish a little too much. Mm-hmm. A little too much. It's like, I... it's already in the dictionary. To calm down. What you, is the you etymology, made it happen somehow. What is the etymology of catfish? It has something... It, there's a story in the movie. There's a story in the movie... And someone just it's like someone it. tells a story about like if you, I can't even remember. Okay. if you look it up online, you can find it. But it's like it's it's just an analogy. Did it come about from? Catching did it come from Neve's circle of life? It it came from the husband of the person that was doing tricking Neve in the movie. Oh, there's a spoiler husband. alert. Guys, I better watch this movie. <laughs> the movie is kind of interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Anyway. Because because for the same reason that the show is interesting, because you get to a certain point and you're like, how is this person so dumb that they don't see what's happening? Oh, except I'll... this time the person is Neve. I also wrote down that Carmen was looking for her five minutes of fame. Her five minutes. Yes. Yeah, she, she was wasn't greedy. Not, no. She didn't want five was enough, and that's all you would get from catfish. Too. <laughs> she wanted five minutes of fame. There's no extra ten with catfish. That's you know what I dislike is. about catfish is the way that they run the post credit and then give you five more minutes of show. Oh yeah, I know. I don't that like really that really bothers all, me. All MTV shows do that. Why? I don't know. Is that to trick me? I don't like, know. what is the point of that? Wait. They run they, the. They run show the title card the, of the production company, and then there's still more show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the denouement. I mm. want to know why that's happening. But yes, maybe it's on, it's on it's all the, MTV shows. Oh, it's all their shows. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe it's some production company's way of finally tricking the. We'll crush all your credits into a quarter of the screen. And oh play, yeah, but no. if it's all shows, it's all their shows. Yeah. Guys, uh, let's also talk about the meeting at the La Quinta Business Center. <laughs> With Antoine and his lollipop. <laughs> Antoine who would not stop with the lollipop. <laughs> or take his coat off. Also, by the way. Well, and if you're going to meet at the hotel bar, meet at a cocktail hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cocktails. This is catfish. Everybody's <laughs> miserable. Yeah. yeah. Wallow. Yeah. With tequila. Especially since Antoine skipped the day before, like would not let them into his yeah. apartment. Which mm. good for him. Good for him. Good for him not letting them Although in. Although it does, you know, bring to earlier point, like how do they get these releases for this? Like Antoine's looks like. He's too nice of a person, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and he came off looking like an idiot. Yes. Uh, at the very least, extremely gullible. Sure. Yes. 
But he signed that release. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, he wanted his TV, five minutes of fame, too. I guess. I mean, that, they need one well. more, and that family will have the whole... But we see it in the episode. Like I said this in my post, too, where where at, after they show him the mugshot, that's all Antoine needs to be like, I don't want to pursue this anymore. He says, I'm ready to change yeah. my number. I'm scared. And then, who knows how much time elapsed, but yeah. then we see Neve say, but you need to get closure for yourself. We need yeah. to find out whoever this is. And Antoine's like, that's true. So, like, Neve yeah. is a closer. Also, if we sue you... Right. <laughs> we but will sue you. Just the, get just get it over with. Right. But also to your point, if the producers have already gotten involved yeah. before Max yeah. and Neve even come on the scene, yeah. then already they've been like, you have to be prepared for whatever happens. And yeah. then they sign the releases and maybe they think they can't take them back. Oh, that's smart. As a last note, can we talk about the producer sort of breaking the, the well, yeah, production yeah, fourth wall? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're saying that was... That's that's the only time unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. But it was also very smart, and they did come off as two very whiny for no reason yeah. people because they were making it about themselves. They didn't yeah. care about about Antoine, which is always the case. I'm sure. Like every time they get tricked, but that's why what wouldn't makes they them the be most like, mad? Why wouldn't they be thrilled that this person it's gave the them TV. an amazing twist for their television show? Yeah. Because he, she hurt their feelings. <laughs> because they why came into they this whole story like you. Yeah, you made your cousin. Like jerk but don't, it. Don't you, <laughs> don't you want to see like the making of show that they could produce out of everything that happens? Of like course. that would be interesting to yes. me. That Again, would have been the after show I'd like to watch. Yeah, yes. like that's a process show that I'd be interested for in. Sure. Watching, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, like like a six days to air. Like, <laughs> eh. Yeah. The, they just get up to a certain point and the person's like, wow, I look like a douche. Yeah. It's nay. For some reason, the they never they don't show the producer's face, but for, for some reason, my brain was filling in the guy from, from review. review. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> James Urbaniak. Yeah, yeah. Max, Sarah, I know you read this this um, interview with Max from Vulture because I linked it in the forums. But, uh-huh. but <laughs> wait, I gotta read that. I'm sorry. It's really good. No, you don't. No, you do because he compares himself and Max to um, Rusty and a Rust and Marty from True oh, Detective. Yeah. Not ironically. <laughs> Matt wow. looks so distressed right The now. unsarcastic <laughs> amount of cheese. Yeah, but I thought effort. the point that Max made that, uh, that was shit. salient was <laughs> that almost all of the people that they're talking to live in these teeny tiny towns. Like, it's never like, I'm so-and-so from Queens and I'm yeah. getting blah. Like, these are people that are very naive, both the ones that get gulled. Poor. And the cons are people who are have nothing else to do. They're bored and, and isolated. Right. And yeah. so Max said, for these people, it might be like a video game where it's like you're just playing around. You never see another person maybe for days on end if you're living in these weird rural areas. It can start to seem like they're just video game characters and well, it's not like real people. When you drive through the desert, like, uh, you know, if you're going to take the road out to Vegas from Los Angeles and mm-hmm. you come across these little stops... And yeah. you go in, and it's like it's a, you know it's a McDonald's or a Dunkin' Donuts, and it's in the middle of nowhere. But then you look out, and you don't see anywhere for ten miles. <laughs> yeah. And you go, where do these people mm-hmm. live? Yeah, what do they do? How, when they're how not is here? this being populated by people working? <laughs> yes. And on their off days, do they come to the Dunkin' Donuts? Like, right. what is happening? Yeah. So you got to make your own fun. I guess so, guys. But we at the same time, they fun. all obviously have cable because they're watching the show. Yeah. So you'd think some level of Second like or guilt? third hand sophistication in the ways of other people. I mean, on on the other hand, if your only company is TV, you probably think <clears throat> that sixty percent of the United States population is serial killers, which the <laughs> CBS lineup would have you believe is true. Yeah, that's the funny thing too. Like I kept seeing those commercials for the um, 
I think it's the Fox show where the person, the the kid is an LAPD officer, but also mm-hmm. has ties to the Mexican mob. Oh, yeah, gang-related. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, like, the commercials for that with the massive gunfights and the explosions and stuff like yeah. that just had me thinking, like, if that ever happened in Los Angeles, <laughs> the yeah. world would stop <laughs> yeah. and yeah. start watching it. Yeah. Like, there's, like... and. This all happens with no news helicopters around, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when I decided I'm done with fiction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to go around the dial. Everybody's bringing a little something about TV to the table. What do you got, Tara? Just a brief um, farewell to Call the Midwife for another season. My favorite dorky show. The Basically... The polar opposite of Catfish, <laughs> a lovely show about nice people having babies in uh, the east end of England. Um, th- it ended the, s- the season very strong with a nice storyline uh, with my favorite character, Chummy, and her horrible dick monster of a mother. Dick monster. Dick monster. She's a real, she's a real asshole. Um, and they handled it very nicely and even brought in like characters that I care less about. So as we record this, it airs tonight. I have already seen it because I flew to England for the finale. But um, You're always it, doing that. I know. If you're looking for a nice show to fill the gap before the next round of uh, nice family sh- shows return, to ABC Family, right. I recommend Call the Midwife. It's very sweet, nice costuming, and uh, very cute accent. Uh, judging by um, your response, and everybody talks about it on the forums, yes. it, it will make you cry every week? Oh, it's such a tearjerker. Yeah. I think I referred to it in one of my posts this season as a remorseless tear-extracting machine. <laughs> it's a really cry-y show, what? in the best way. It's, it's sweet. Why would you want to do that to yourself? It's very emotional. Guys. I need this catharsis after Catfish makes me feel dirty and true Tory. <laughs> Sarah. Um, remorseless snooze extracting machine <laughs> American Idol is next up on our list. Yes. Um, I started watching it again this season after several seasons off. They keep being like, here's past season champion such and so in the audience. And I'm like, that's a person? I mean, it's it's no longer a person. It's a product. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Fox recently announced that next year they're going to go to the um, So You Think You Can Dance, I believe, model, which is that you have um, just one show a week. Finally. And you get results at the beginning. And uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see uh, how that develops because, yes, I agree, finally. It's long overdue. Um, ratings have been dropping for a while. I think they're holding okay, like kind of steady, but they have – some different judging this season that has been sort of interesting and actually about music and about how you like how you do it for a living, mm-hmm. how you perform it, how you record it, how you um, deal with the challenges that come up in a live show. So that's been interesting. I think it has something new now to offer, but there's so much filler. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's good that Fox has finally adapted to the realities of the situation, which are that it's no longer going to dominate the landscape and force other people to like, just give up on counter programming. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago Yeah, that Tuesday nights, other networks were just like, whatever, Forget it. Yeah. game yeah. show, test pattern, whatever. Right. And it also a, speaks oh. to maybe as a new rule in Clark's new America, <laughs> we can have a moratorium on doubling up a show every week that's what i was gonna say because dancing dancing with the stars has also gone to a one a week model too i think and so louis wasn't louis just so they could get 
in air enough episodes in time for the Emmy voting? Maybe. Oh, that I, would make sense. I think that's Still, I mean, that doesn't excuse get over it. it. <laughs> I'm excused. I'm excusing it. I've never yeah, seen an episode. You're an award I've literally <laughs> never seen an episode of it. So. But you, want, well, you want one of those on your shelf, so you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll know it's actually made it, that, that all of these changes are actually going to be permanent, though, when Big Brother goes to a one-week <laughs> format, which I don't see happening ever. That show's still on? Yeah. Big Brother? Yeah. And it's three times a week. That's fucking greedy. Plus, you, know, you pay to watch it, their security footage security. after dark or whatever it is. Also, no offense, Canada, but now I've seen the only thing worse than Big Brother, and it's Big Brother Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody just apologizes for all their misdeeds. It is sorry about so that. You guys, Sorry about that, Doug. <laughs> have, you guys watched, uh, have you guys watched Undercover Boss Canada? No. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, what's the company? What are the companies? Oh, it's like Tim Hillroy's. Excellent. Tim- yeah. Hillroy. Canadian Tire. Yeah. Canadian yeah, some, Tire, yeah. Somebody that makes heating elements for floors. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Canada. Dear Mr. President, there are too many states nowadays. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. I'm a little nervous about this one. I think I feel like I might be, you know, stepping on a sacred cow. Oh. But uh, I'm no. not a crackpot. Yes. But... Uh, Gene from Bob's Burgers is the Pierce of Bob's Burgers. Gene? Yeah. Not Teddy? Gene. He's mm. the main character. And the Pierce, Matt, to catch you up. That's what I'm confused Is a about. character <laughs> on a TV show that you can pick up, uh-huh. drop into a volcano without really affecting the show that much or possibly even its, to its uh, betterment. Named after Pierce from Community. Ah, uh, okay. I thought you were talking about David Hyde Pierce. I was like, no, you can't no, do that no. to him. No, no I would never. I would never besmirch <laughs> Fraser. I value my life. How <laughs> dare you, <laughs> sir? Anyway, Ooh. Eddie is the Pierce of Fraser, and I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I find Gene is the character that they most often don't know what to do with. Gets the least uh, arcs and show uh, episodes about him. Hmm. Uh, very one note, and I just find his character is not very developed beyond just being kind of a human uh, soundboard. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's potential there, but I feel it's unexplored. And I kind of feel like every time Gene comes up, it's just sort of this because the rest of the show is so strong. Mm-hmm. I feel Gene kind of pops out as uh, as a weak point. And I feel like if they just you know, let him play in his room while everything else went on. It would almost be the same show. <laughs> or they have him return to his home planet. Yeah, but he's not that bad. He's not. He's not a. He's not a poochy level. But he is. He's just. Uh, he's not utilized, and he's not as developed as the other. I characters. like Gene. I think he adds a nice uh, bracing tonic with the other girl, the two girls, girl stuff. Yeah, he just seems like so. Like like Tina is like. It's a cartoon. Everything's exaggerated. But Tina is like grounded in a way mm-hmm. that is pretty rare yes. on, on an animated show. Like yes. she's hyperbolic, but it's true to an adolescent. Mm-hmm. And I find Jean is is lacking that grounding. And it just after a while, it gets to me. Even though I am the gene, yes. like me, like growing what, up, that, I was gene. I was a guy. If I had still one gene. of those, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dave is going to I love fart jokes. Yeah. You know, like I was. He has was a novelty megaphone. MG, that's what you just heard. But I just find on the show yeah. that. Um, he's, novelty he's megaphone. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I think all I think all megaphones are novelties, really. <laughs> I was gonna say that. My face, baby. <laughs> baby. 
unsubscribe. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Stop. <laughs> Driving people away. That was from Roger Rabbit. I know. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Matt. Uh, guys, I'm still hanging in there. This is the, I believe, 13th season of Hell's Kitchen. Wow. <laughs> is that oh, right? One. That, I sounds, feel like, that sounds right. I feel like it's the 13th season. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for me in the next season. I did go to a dinner service. Did you? Yeah. Neat. Uh, How was it? A little behind the scenes fun of uh, Hell's Kitchen. Was it it uh, the food was the food was pretty good. Yeah. We got we did get to eat. We didn't get dessert. They had to get yelled at the kitchen. Uh, we didn't get yelled at. We heard a lot of. Uh, we got to see and hear a lot of Gordon Ramsay yelling. It's like dinner theater. I mean, obviously right, yeah, it is yeah. dinner theater. That's exactly what it is. Where do they film it? Where, uh, where Culver was... City at a studio oh, okay. in Culver City. Sure. Uh, with the big Hell's Kitchen fiery logo out there mm-hmm. and the red carpet that leads you in. Oh. Uh, they do take your orders before you actually go out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we. Uh, had a pretty good time. A uh, lot of bread was eaten because we didn't get our food for a while. Camera oh, comes by and is like, you guys aren't getting your food. You want to talk about that? And we're like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, but what's funny about Hell's Kitchen is they shot, they shot both of those seats. So that, I, I feel like I might have the numbers wrong. Maybe 12 and 13 are happening. So we're seeing 12 right now. Right. But they shot them both over a year ago. Oh, wow. And we still have wow. yet to see season... We're in the middle of the first of those two seasons they oh, shot. okay. So we went to the second of that season. So you won't see my episode until next year sometime. Oh, my God. So that's because Gordon Ramsay's schedule apparently is insane. Because well, and man... also every MasterChef season goes on longer than the NHL season, which is to say <laughs> 19 months. I will say MasterChef Junior was the perfect length of a show. People I agree. That show. It was really cute. It was yeah. adorable. Everybody was wonderful. And uh, <laughs> fuck those kids for being able to cook like that. <laughs> Plus, there's also Kitchen Nightmares. Like, no wonder they kitchen have nightmares to shoot is... them at the same time. Kitchen Nightmares, they shot. They shows. aired two at a time of those, too. Do that they? really bothered me. Mm. No, this past season, I, and I think it might be done now. Yeah. Hotel Hell is great. How many I shows does he have? Like five? He, he has ones in England, too, there I, know, was, I think. There was, uh, there was a time last summer where Gordon Ramsay was on the Fox schedule for four nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was remarkable, delightful, mm-hmm. yeah. and That's enjoyable. why today we call half a week a Ramsay. <laughs> But that's so risky for them to shoot so far in advance. Some of those foods might be extinct by next year. I know. By the time your episode airs. I'm sure some of those contestants will be dead. What the hell? Passenger pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time for the canon. And we have a user submission. Here it is. Oh, it is an extra credit because of their submission. They earn themselves an extra credit, redeemable for an extra hot, great mini-topic of their choosing. Wow. That's pretty impressive. The episode I'm submitting for the canon is Star Trek The Next Generation, The Inner Light, Season 5, Episode 25. 25. Originally aired June 1st, 1992. (laughs) Star Trek The Next Generation is the sequel series to Star Trek The Original Series. In its initial seasons, The Next Generation was stuck in the past with writers from the old series and old scripts from the Scrapped 70s reboot. After a terrible Phase first two. season, Next Generation was renewed, and by the third season, it Wasn't became reliably worth watching. Mm. Unlike the Star Trek movies, the especially the J.J. Abrams versions, mm-hmm. The Next Generation is basically a workplace drama, not an action show. Eh. The crew gathers together to accomplish their mission, whether it be diplomatic, sciency, or business. It's a procedural. I chose The Inner Light because it is a uniquely Star Trek episode. It features solid writing, acting, and techno babble isn't the solution to the problem of the week. 
While traveling through space, the Enterprise encounters a, a lot of techno babbling. An S-shaped special effect that is difficult to describe without seeing it. No, it's... that causes Captain Picard it, to buddy. fall on the floor unconscious. He wakes up in his new life as Cayman with a woman who insists that he is her husband. AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad, so... Let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film, and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now! Picard thinks he's been kidnapped and tries to find his way back to the Enterprise while gathering information about Catan, the planet he now inhabits. Would you try to answer some questions for me, no matter how strange they may seem to you? Of course. Are there any other planets in this star system? Do you visit other systems? All right. Um, do you have a communication system here? How do you... How do you send messages to um, to other communities, other other places? The usual way, by voice transit conductor. Do you want to send a message? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when can that be arranged? Tomorrow. Don't you want to ask about us? Of course. Um, anything you can tell me will be helpful. We, um, we, um, we're married. <laughs> Three years ago. The happiest day of my life was the day we got married. Gross. <laughs> and what do I do here in Russia? You're the best iron weaver in the community, at least I think so. You prefer... Playing the flute, of course. The flute? The skin flute? Yes. That's what Dave said! Thank you! <laughs> when did I learn to play this? I'm afraid you never did, dear. You do but keep you trying. In the B story, the rest of the Enterprise crew tries to save Picard from whatever the probe is doing to him. As the story progresses, years pass for Picard. You can tell by the changes in fashion and hair and eventually aging makeup. Aline, played by Margot Rose, confronts Picard 
about his five-year search for his old life. It's at this point Picard decides to move past his role as a career man with no time for children to a more gentle and thoughtful Picard. This mirrors his character's arc from season one through season seven of the series. Aline Picard's chemistry is a special part of this episode. Picard, who has been a scientist and archaeologist throughout the series, now as Cayman has become a scientist who is tracking the world-destroying drought on his planet. He has become part of the town of Resic. He has even learned to play the flute, something that Captain Picard never would have done. Finally, he accepts his life with Aline on Catan. I've done nothing but nag all day. I'm sorry. No, I'm the one who's sorry. Everything you said this morning was absolutely correct. I feel that I have given you so little, and you have given me so much. No. You're a good man. Wonderful husband. I didn't mean... No, not such a wonderful husband. I spend my spare time charting the stars, disappear for days at a time exploring the countryside. My life is very much as it was. Old habits. You're gentle and kind. You never once raised your voice to me. I'd like to ask your permission to build something. Cayman, you've built your telescope, your laboratory. You don't need my permission for something new. In this case, I think I do. What is it? Nursery. Flashing forward, they have two children, and he gets to experience life as a family man. He advises his daughter, he scolds his son, he has loving conversations with his wife. The denouement features Picard as an old man, played in a delightfully crotchety manner. His grown-up daughter takes him to watch the launch of the same probe that we saw at the start of the episode. Stuart shows excitement as he finally understands what's happening to him. Did everyone know about this except me? I'll, uh, I'll be all right sitting here. You go off with the others. Hold on to my grats and watch the damn thing go up for all the good it'll do. What is it they're launching? You know about it, Father. You've already seen it. Seen it? What are you talking about? I haven't seen any missile. Yes, you have, old friend. Don't you remember? The skin cream you're using, dude. You look good. Die. You saw it just before you came here. We hoped our probe would encounter someone in the future. Someone who could be a teacher. Someone who could tell the others about us. Oh, oh it's me. of us have been gone a thousand years if you remember what we were and how we lived then we'll have found life again 
Picard's reaction in this scene always makes me cry. He then wakes up on the bridge of the Enterprise just 25 minutes after encountering the probe. He is disoriented and sad to wake up to his real life. Later, Commander Riker, played by Jonathan Frakes, comes to his quarters with the Catan flute, which was found inside the probe. Picard clutches it to his chest for a moment, then sadly plays it while looking out the window at the stars. This episode was important to the series because it was an inventive way for the writers to showcase the character of Captain Picard and Patrick Stewart's acting, while keeping to the main mission of the series and the mission of the fictional Starfleet, seeking out new life and new civilizations, as described by Picard in the opening monologue before the credits. For these reasons and many more, I submit the inner light for your consideration for the canon. Thank you, Sean. Um, Matt, now you're a big Star Trek guy. Yes. Um, I want to ask you if those dates that you're rambling off in concert with <laughs> yeah. the Canis mission at the beginning were actually off the top of your head? Yes. Impressive. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. So you're a... So you're like... I'm a weird savant about specifically <laughs> yeah. Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably the show I've watched the most... Uh, from when it was on, yeah, and then have repeated watching it, and it's the show I've owned in the most formats, right? <laughs> you know, I still I kept for some reason I still in my bookcase I still have the VHS of the Best of Both Worlds Part One and Two. Sure, <laughs> I don't know why I have the VHS. I also have it on DVD and now on Blu-ray. Ah, so it's uh you know and uh, it's a show that uh, I always I find it uh, comforting, enjoyable, mm-hmm. and uh, if. If when I die, if there is a heaven, it will be that Star Trek is real. Aww. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. Only of to find later that is another holodeck episode. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Moriarty. <laughs> just as I die, I'm going to yell computer and program. Yes. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> All right. So since you're uh, a big Star Trek guy, let's let's go first yeah. with you. Let's hear your thoughts. Sure. Um, this this uh, this episode won a Hugo Award. Yep. If I remember hmm. correctly. Uh, for a standing science fiction writing for that year for '92, uh, it's a it's a really good it's a good episode. It's one of those good. I mean, they all sort of stood alone at the time. It's a good non Star Trek Star Trek episode. I was in my notes. I remember when this came on and I watched it for the first time. I thought, well, that was a nice change of pace. Like that yeah. was like they they took the regular formula and they changed it. I was like, oh, I, I kind of like that. Same kind of with um when they did the. Uh, I always confuse this whenever I hear about it. I always think it's the Femke, uh, Femke Johnson. Johnson, only yeah. because it was for some reason the you know uh, uh, switch in my brain. Yeah, went off. well, this one, but this... that those two, they they kind of share that space where it's like, oh, that was something different and cool. Mm-hmm. These um, sort of Picard centric episodes are interesting. Like if you go back to uh, Captain's Holiday season three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even going up to like Tapestry. Whereas, which is the one where Q, where he dies and Q is God, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which I choose to believe is of course what's what happening. Sure, uh, those Picard-centric episodes are always—they're all seemingly episodes that Patrick Stewart was like, "Guys, can I get something to do here? Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. nothing to do during these real like shows." Don't make me do Christmas Carol again. Well, it's funny if you watch if you watch <laughs> Star Trek: Next Generation. It really Ken Picard does not have many notes to him. No. Uh, as enjoyable as he is as a character. I suppose all of those characters are one note, but played together, it's a chord, guys. Very nice. <laughs> nice analogy. <There> is. <laughs> Seven wonderful notes. Uh, give or take Worf. Um, <laughs> he's just, he's just the tube at the end of the song. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> he's no one ever listens to him. That's no, the sad it's part. True. It's really funny because I was I had just I talked about that uh, a couple years ago on a Nerdist podcast. No one ever says yes to Worf's ideas, and then mm-hmm. someone made a super cut after that. Of that happening. Yeah, which is 13 and a half minutes long <laughs> of all the times Worf's suggestions were just like, all right, dummy. <laughs> we're not going to do that. When most of the time, I think had they listened to Worf, <laughs> yeah. they would have uh, really uh, gotten by a lot better yep. than they did previously. He, he just wants them to raise shields. Is that so bad? Yeah. <laughs> what all, is wrong with racist, raising so shields? Let's just say it. Yes. They're racist against They're him. all racist against <laughs> black people. <laughs> That's I'm just deciding. Especially Jordy. <laughs> yes. He doesn't know. Uh, but anyway, the inner light, yeah, the inner light's great. It features my favorite uh, uniform, which is uh, Patrick Stewart's uh, suede jacket mm-hmm. with the gray. Yep. yep, the gray uniform, mm-hmm. which is the weekend uniform. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's the best uniform uh, that they've ever had on, on Star Trek, and uh, I like that. And the flute, the the flute, they which Tara, it off. please correct. It's a recorder. Yep, it is a recorder. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they that when they auctioned when they had that big Christie's auction. Mm-hmm few years ago that had an estimate of 800 to 1200 really and i think it sold for like forty-eight thousand dollars. jesus what? christ yeah. <laughs> i'll buy you some water to get the oh box my god you got the box All obviously right. with it but like i remember that there was a forty-eight thousand dollars. Oh, nice damn and patrick stewart commented uh in an event it doesn't play it's not a real flute <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But he had Ouch. it in his mouth. I'm sure that's all yeah. anyone who bought right. it wanted to know. <laughs> Sorry, but come on. People love him. I'm just saying. Okay. I hear you. Watching this episode, I was reminded, you know, the first time I saw it, as I said, it was like, oh, this is this is nice. But my main problem with this episode is that it's like 15 minutes of material in like an hour bag. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a lot of short stories, sci-fi short stories that make us oh, read yeah. in school. Like yeah. the one that for some reason it connected was All Summer in a Day by Ray Bradbury. Do you know this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but oh, the yeah, sure. student that's like uh, gets stuffed in the closet uh, during re- the summer recess at school and, uh, you know, gets sad. Um, and... <laughs> I just kind of felt it was stretched out. I felt like there was, I'm not quite sure if they thought they were being clever with the device and we, and they thought that maybe people would not understand what was going on right away. Um, and then the, it's not really what the Sean refers to as, as the B story, which isn't really a, a B story. It's part of the A story yeah. um, of the enterprise bits of it. There is like zero, you know, uh, things at stake there. Plus, I mean, there's no way they're tracking an ion trail that was a thousand years old. <laughs> I just have to say. Yeah. Those ions. data, good Those idea. Ions. Good uh-huh. idea, but there's a reason they come with a, long with a 90 ago. day warranty because they don't really last. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was my main knock is that it was, it felt like a short story even in it for TV. Also, it felt short. It would it also felt. severely mess up a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Picard had already. He lived a whole life. He'd already how many, been how assimilated to the point by where the he was board. Demented. I was going to yeah. say, how many things has he got going on in his head? He's got Lacutus. Yeah. He's got this. Yeah. You know, he's got like his memoirs are going to take him another lifetime. Well, to it's write. interesting. Like the like in first contact when he just has starts having nightmares about the Borg. You wonder how often that was happening to him as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they they touch on this. They only touch on this again in the. Uh, 
in the episode Lessons, which mm-hmm. is the episode where he is taught to play piano by that uh, lady from Astrometrics, whose name I can't remember. Don't worry about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But he plays the flute. They found the perfectly acoustic part of the Jeffrey's tubes, and it was an adorable episode. <laughs> and uh, But they only touch on it one more time. When you feel like, you know... Also, I don't think he would have cried so much when his... Pa- Never mind. When I'm talking about, like, in Generations... <laughs> When he goes through that huge mental breakdown for never having a family, he had a family. Right. And it's in his head. He basically got recalled. Yeah. Like from Total Recall. Mm -hmm. And it's in his head now. And he can't, you know, somebody remembered it for him wholesale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of like, I like, I think this is a good episode. I just don't think it's great. I think it's a very good episode. And I think it's, it's one of those Star Trek, you know, sort of, it's one of those throwbacks to science fiction magazine writing, Mm -hmm. I think. That works really well as a Next Generation episode. It's just not strong enough for me to want to put it in the canon. Now, as non-Star Trek uh, super fans, mm-hmm. uh, Tara and Sarah. What yeah, I, I mean, I watched this show on and off when it was on. I don't think I ever saw this episode before we watched it for this episode. Same for the, here on both counts. Yeah, for the podcast. <clears throat> I, but even based on the episodes that I've seen, I don't think it's a canon episode just because it's so off model. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not typical of the series. It's too focused on this one guy. Also, I was horrified on behalf of Picard <laughs> that this fucking dead planet decided to mind rape him, essentially, yep. with this whole life. That's not okay. And just write a book. The techno babble <laughs> like, part of this. God. The techno babble part of this that yes. annoyed me was yes. well, now that Picard's got the memories. Uh, the machine doesn't work now for reasons. Right, yeah. So guess, guess, exactly. guess what additional burden you have. You have to remember it for the whole universe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, by the end of it, I was like, I'm glad this planet think, is dead. Do you think he immediately went, dummies? dear diary. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I did, this this one, did, it didn't work for me. I mean, I, th- I did think it was very nice acting from Patrick Stewart, I but think- I also had a lot of questions about his relationship with his wife. When we checked back in with them at five years in, yeah. and he's like, I haven't been a very good husband to you. I was like, his he not have they not been was he and then just all of a sudden he decides okay i guess i accept that His i'm married to this time. woman yeah, now five i, years now in, I love her to, he's ready to throw it in her exactly i, don't, I didn't understand what was <laughs> happening to that point if he was like i guess i'll just live here and like because the way she was talking about like i've been very patient i don't know i was i had a lot of questions about but my human penis won't work with your <laughs> yes your sideways vagina i'm sorry that's a filthy thing to even be thinking about but I don't space know. vagina her petite clothes were not vagina. doing it for him. Sorry. Um, well, <laughs> Sounds like something Franco-American would be. <laughs> All right. Let's Sarah Sounds like something James Franco-American would be. <laughs> oh, get out. All right. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, at Matt Sarah. Uh, um, I actually really enjoyed this i mean there are a lot of distracting things in it like the fact that bataille is played by the incompetent guard from the fugitive that he's, was bugging me for like five minutes like, he's where also do I know this guy's voice he, from he's the jump to conclusions guy from office space too oh yeah the jump to conclusions mac guy yeah and uh the tie-dye onesie hammer pants ensembles <laughs> that are on the entire company throughout yeah. are really tough and then at one point the doctor's black bag is clearly a drill case like, i yeah. have that drill yeah. i know the case oh my god you just it ruined it for me it <laughs> is exactly what that is it is oh bummer but <laughs> after like 10 or 15 minutes i sort of got soothed like into the rhythms of it like if you look closely at 
how the time loop is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hold up at all. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I agree with Dave that it's kind of 22 minutes of material stretched out to however long mm -hmm. an hour of TV was then. It was like 46 45, or 47 Yeah, 45 minutes, and probably. a half. Yeah, something mm -hmm. like that. But there were a couple of things that were reminiscent of movies I like. One thing was when he's playing with his grandson at the end, and it sort of reminded me of the Brando death scene in Godfather. Mm -hmm. Spoiler, I guess. Where he's <laughs> chasing, I, I think, Roman Coppola through some tomato plants and with an orange in his mouth and mm -hmm. has a heart attack. That didn't happen here, but I was like, oh, yeah. And also the Jacob's Laddery way that this whole sort of life or situation expanded and then it only took 25 minutes in the alternate timeline. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that's also kind of Ambrose Beercy. Yeah. Listen to me, Ambrose Beers. I'll <laughs> let myself out. I suck. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were and there were things that weren't in it that also made me enjoy it chief among them no fucking troy can't mm -hmm. deal with her at all yeah um none of the like so-called villains that like d often spend 12 to 15 minutes gas bagging at our heroes and you're like you know shut up and shoot no one cares mm -hmm. um so i found this enjoyable but i am not like i watched plenty of next gen by accident back in college because if the rest of the TV room voted, I always lost. <laughs> so, like, you're hungover and it just sort of, you know, I have a pretty high tolerance for it, even if I'm not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know how typical or atypical it is. So, I don't know. It, it was better than I expected, but that's saying very little. So, All right. So, before we put this to a vote, yeah. uh, what would be one or two episodes from its run that you would put up for the candidate like that are the most yeah, star trek favorite ones. star trek episodes well, th th just it it just needs to be a, a outstanding outstanding for whatever reason whatever your criteria might be well i think you just i go back again and again and again to the best of both worlds part one and two yeah i think that's that's a great cliffhanger and a fun follow-up episode and i think watched together there's versions of it that you can find out there. And I think they may have released a single Blu-ray of it mm -hmm. that is edited together. Hmm. So it just is cut together as an 88-minute like movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. What is the title of the episode where all, like, at the time, I think, three Enterprises meet? Is like a time... Oh, that is Yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah. I think that's, that's right? my favorite. Is that the one you're talking think, about? Because yeah, yeah. that happens a couple times where you see... With Terry O'Quinn. Terry yes. Quinn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, that's mine. Enterprise yeah. C. I really enjoyed. I it. like the Funka Johnson Johnson one that you mentioned too. Yeah, that's the one I've good. seen a lot. I feel like that one is called the Perfect Mate. I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That's good. Um, the ones that make me cringe the most is the, what's it's really early. Might even be the. Mm, I don't think it's a pilot, but. It's the one where they go to some planet and everybody's wearing like the white jumpsuits. Oh, that is uh, season one. That's one it's of the early ones on, that, right? Yeah. yeah, I used to do the show. At it Meltdown. is so. It is so like original Star Trek mm. uh, level costume design mm -hmm. with eighties like lame. <laughs> you know, it's the one material. where where uh, our esteemed colleague John Ramos has loglined that season on previously.tv, oh, and right. I definitely remember that logline as being quite lengthy and disgusting. <laughs> As to the and we were total sort of, expense of the costumes being like a buck fourteen. Yes, and 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 the uh, we're at the tail end of eighties 
feathering still happening. Oh, in the hair. Yes. In the hair. So we got these like white silver lame costumes with like blonde guys with like super feathered hair. It was delightfully <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt's trying desperately trying to look up the title for that. Is it Let's- Code of Honor? I don't know. Okay, it's the one where Will Wheaton accidentally steps on some plants, and then Ye, uh, it's like the perfect society. They're yes, all like, yeah. yes, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. All right, so Sarah, what say you? Um, I'm going to vote yes. Tara, I'm going to vote no, but thank you for the, the submission, Sean. Yeah, I think it's a, as Matt said, a good episode, but not a great episode. I would say no to the canon, but yes to watching it. Yeah, I will say what Dave said. All right, <laughs> hooray. Star Trek Next Generation, oh. Season 5, Episode 25, The Inner Light. I'm sorry, you are not inducted into the Extra Hot Creek Cannon. Americans love a winner. Yeah. And will not tolerate a loser. No. It's time for winner and loser of the week. Sarah has our winner. I do. It's Washington Irving. Um, <laughs> he'll be surprised to learn that uh, Sundance is developing a Rip Van Winkle E project called Crack in the Sky. The. Press around it is saying that a, quote, Don Draper type, unquote, goes to sleep in 1962 and wakes up in 2012. Uh, This sounds like the kind of high concept BS I would usually Sounds like Mars on life. They just flip the switch. Yeah, but but, uh, (laughs) totally. But Sundance has a pretty good record lately. I trust them and Mm -hmm. I love Sleepy Hollow. So yay, Washington Irving. All right. And loser of the week? Loser of the week is Neil Patrick Harris, who for some reason not his cheekbones though. No, his cheekbones are fine, but he had to make it known that he was offered the Late Show. (laughs) That's shitty. Like, why would you do that and and turned it down because he would prefer to do a variety show? Like, first of all, bully for you. But second of all, why would you try and ride the coattails of somebody else's success? I just think it's like no class. Well, and he doesn't need it. Like, and he doesn't your... need it. Yeah, he's like nominated for 500 Tonys for fucking Hedwig. Like, just be happy with what you have. I hate Take when people ride coattails. That reminds me, Matt, make sure that you uh, <laughs> tweet out that you were a guest on Extra, extra Absolutely, Hot Podcast. Guys. Well, I'll say Thanks that I so was much. offered to that be a guest first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, that brings up an interesting question, which is this. Do you know what time it is? Game time? It is game time. All right, everybody. I'm worried that my game time sheet. Where'd it go? Gone. There it is. Oh, hey. boy. All right. Thanks, numbers. Okay. This is the first game time of the season. Yep. We start anew today. Uh, seasons last till somebody reaches five points. Mm-hmm. Tara won last week. Yep. Today's game time is another one from our friend, Jael, a.k.a. Superman's mom. <laughs> and it is called. I think it's JL, not Jael. It is called yes. Call It Goodbye. Okay. And we'll test your knowledge of TV show finales. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. Here is how it works. I'm going to give you the title of a finale episode. Oh. You tell me the show it is from for two points. Okay. You can ask for a hint. I'll give you the penultimate title episode. <laughs> oh. After which the answer is worth one point. Okay. Okay. Series finales, right? Or yes. just see, okay. Uh, with one exception, okay. and I will point that out, just okay. because this game has uh, been sitting in the hopper for a few months. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Um, all right, so that's it. Any questions? No. Are we Who's ready? Going first? Oh, uh, well, yeah. All right, let's Piggy. throw it to Piggy. 
we will start with Tara. All right, Tara will go first. So let's go to Matt second and then to Sarah. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to play? Call it goodbye. Yes. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Question number one, Tara. Yep. Oh, you're each going to get a freebie at the beginning okay. to ease you in. Oh. oh. Your title, mm-hmm. Forever Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> is it Charmed? Correct. Matt. I'm sorry. Remind me. How many points is that? That was two points. Two points, two okay. points without a clue. One point Got it. with wow. a clue. Okay. Matt, Chuck versus the goodbye. <laughs> I really hope it's Chuck. <laughs> Correct. All right, Sarah. Yes. One Tree Hill. <laughs> Is it One Tree Hill? Correct. Yay! <laughs> All right. And now we get into the not completely obvious round, but pretty easy round. Okay. For Tara, mm-hmm. the last one. Uh, Friends. Correct. Matt. Felina. Uh, Felicity? <laughs> That's Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Guys, Breaking Bad, I'm sorry. Reason. I didn't watch Breaking Bad. Uh, well, you know, you got your whole life to catch up, so no pressure. It's only six you're young. How many, how far is that? It's five seasons? Five seasons. Six seasons. Six. And they're short. And they're short seasons. Yeah. Guys, short I'm fine. Seasons. I'll catch That's up. It. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You got it. I just, all right. You know, as soon as I saw all the t-shirts in Spencer's gift, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> New York, I love you. X-O-X-O. New York, I love you. X-O-X-O. Correct. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess Gossip Girl. Correct. Nice. All right. Here we go. The rest of the questions have been randomized. Mm-hmm. No particular order. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chosen. Chosen. Remember, you can ask for a hint. Yeah, a hint. All right. The penultimate episode, <laughs> penultimate episode is End of Days. End of Days and uh, then Chosen. What's the show? Angel? Oh, so close. Buffy? Yeah, very close. It is Buffy. Damn. Yeah. That was my first thought. Shit. All right. Matt. Yeah. Made in America. That would obviously be Entourage. <laughs> right network. Good guess. Sarah? <laughs> Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. All right. Going to Sarah. The end. <laughs> Shit. The end. The end. Yeah. Um, hint. What they died for is the second last episode. What oh. they died for followed died by for the end. The end. Oh, I'm going to be so mad, but I don't know. Is it Band of Brothers? No, it's Lost. Oh. Lost. Yeah. Fucking Lost. I was thinking of guessing Band of Brothers, too. God mm. damn it. All right. Tara? Moving yep. on. Mm-hmm. An Enemy of Fate. Hint. Lippard, liberty. Liberty? Liberty, followed by An Enemy of Fate. An enemy of Fate and Liberty. Yeah. Ends this series. Mm. Rubicon? Fringe. Once burned. I was going to say Low Winter Sun. (laughs) I was going to say Benson. (laughs) Format. Mm. The Message. The Sex in the City. (laughs) Nope. I like that guess, though. Thanks. Uh, That was uh, apparently Firefly? That seems wrong to me. Mm. I thought the last one was the one we did for the cannon. But maybe that was one of those out of order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Uh, I hope that is right. I'm going to check on that during a break. Okay. Uh, this is for Sarah. Bringing us to our first score break. Everyone's waiting. Everyone's waiting. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Everyone's waiting. I feel like I know this. Uh, may I have a hint, please? Static. 
static. Correct. Oh, Christ. Well, I mean, it's not over, so this is going to be wrong. Probably, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since you didn't mention the exception, but what the hell? Under the dome. Well, you're... It... One one of those words is correct. Is it... Oh, then it's not it's, six feet under. It's... It's six feet under. Oh, ah! oh Six feet under the dome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Matt has two points. Sarah and I are tied with four each. All right. Lots of game. We're only one third done. <laughs> we, by Jeez. the way, she and I only we only have our two easy ones so far. Yeah. Well, this game is hard. Okay. So we're back to Tara. Yep. All the time in the world. All the time in the world. Is this the Twilight Zone? Ooh. Incorrect. Alias. Oh. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Perhaps referring to Sloan, mm. who now has all the time in the world to sit there under that big slab. Sure. All right. <laughs> For Matt. Mm. Dash 30 dash. Dash 30 dash. As in, yes, the, character, the, the actual hyphen 30 uh-huh. hyphen. If you know what that is, that's a good clue. Uh, what that means. And you can ask for a hint. I go ahead. Go give me the hint. All right. Your penultimate episode is Late Editions. Late Editions followed by... Additions or Editions? Editions. Okay. Late Editions. Yes. Late Editions. And oh, 30. boy. Larry Sanders show. <laughs> is it The Wire? It's The Wire, yeah. It's Guys. Terrible journalism series. Yeah, the He's 30 not. thing is what they put at the end of... Um, Newspaper story. Yeah. <clears throat> to signify. I don't know why it's 30. But I don't know I'm either. sure, yeah. Uh, Tara? Yep. No. It's actually Sarah. 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 Sorry. Last lunch. Last lunch. Hmm. Hint. Hogcock. Hogcock. <laughs> that's that's one word. <laughs> that's not a terrible I guess. I like that guess. Yeah. <laughs> that is 30, 30 rock. rock. 30 oh, rock. Yeah. sorry. All right. Man. Yeah. We're all getting the wrong ones. All right. Yeah. Original bitch. Original bitch. This is for Tara. Um, hint. Occupado. Original bitch. An occupado. Got a guess? No. Don't trust the bee in apartment 23. I would have All guessed right. Roseanne. I was <laughs> thinking that, and then I thought, that's too old for them to actually use bitch in an episode title. Yeah, probably. Matt. Number 17. Mm, ready, mm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Veronica checks out. Veronica's closet. <laughs> <laughs> On the button. That was like, you know how they say you can measure distance and time by having things? Like that, you can't. There was no space in between that question and that answer. We are now... All tied up. <laughs> All right. Okay, Tara. No, Sarah. Sarah, I'm sorry. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire? Yep. Are you just quoting What About Bob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the West Wing. Good guess. Oh, that is a good News guess. News radio. News radio, correct. Damn it. Yeah. One for the road. Is it Cheers? That is correct. You are the winner. <laughs> Probably. That's not the end. <laughs> oh, we get to go through all the things? <laughs> oh, and then you get a... I get you. I'm not sure how this works. Yours is Bygones, Matt. Bygones. Penultimate, please. 
All of me. Oh. Uh, this is a tough one. Can I have to go out on a limb? Yep. And say it's uh, CBS's numbers. <laughs> you mean three? Number three years? Is it Allie McBeal? It is Allie McBeal. That's what wow. I would have guessed. All right. Five times was that thing. Sarah. Yep. Nice job. Back Dang. to the future. <laughs> Back to the future. Back yep. to the future. Back to the future. Remember, you can ask for a hint. Uh, I will take a hint. Good hint taking. Your hint is Felicity interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Felicity. Correct. Yay! Nice. All right, Tara. Right yep. An American girl in Paris, part deux. That's Sex in the City. That sure is. is. Want to guess what the penultimate episode is called? <laughs> part deux. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> the finale is graduation. No. And wait, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little extra clue. That could be two shows. What? Their finale shared that title. I will accept either show as your answer. You can also ask for a hint in which you'll get two hints. Ooh. Whoa. Because penultimate episodes are different. Let me. Give me two hints. All right. <laughs> your hints are Morp, M-O-R-P, and Four Aliens and a Baby. So give me either of those shows. Third Rock from the Sun? Oh. No. No. Malcolm in the Middle was Morp. Four Aliens and a Baby was Roswell. Oh. Sadly, I would have guessed. All right. So here is our second score break is after this question for uh, Sarah. Also, this is your exception. Keep in mind that this uh, game is a few months old. Okay? Okay. Your uh, finale title is day eight, three to four p.m. <laughs> oh, 24. Correct. All right. Matt has four. Sarah has seven. I have eight. Okay. All right. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has, let's see, y'all got uh, four questions. Four okay. questions to go. Okay. All right. So we're back to Tara. Yep. Pirates. Oh, sorry. Pirates. Patriots and tyrants. <laughs> Patriots and tyrants? Yep. Hint. Sedition. Oh. Sedition. Yep. Is, Gotta guess. Is this Rubicon? <laughs> no. Is this Deadwood? <laughs> no, it is Jericho. Jericho. Oh, uh, Jericho. Peanut Apocalypse Show. Ugh. Let's just send them peanuts. Yeah. All right, so we're on to Matt. Oh, Matt, look yeah. at this. Little, right. Nice little bonus for you here. Your finale mm-hmm. title is Mr. Monk and the <laughs> End, Part 2. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that's USA's Monk. Correct. <laughs> we didn't need the network, but But we're going to give you one day point for that. <laughs> Value guests get one day point for the additional unsolicited network information. It's a blue sky show, guys. That's yep, a, yeah, it sure is. All right, Tara. Yep. Const- nope, Sarah. 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 Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. your, it's so early here. <laughs> your show's title is Always. That's the finale for what show? Ask for a hint. I'll give you the Always. Penalty. Oh, dear. I would like a hint, please. Texas whatever. It's a good hint. Oh, yeah, that is a good hint. You know what? I should have known it without the hint. Friday Night Lights. That's good for a point. I'll take it. All right, Tara. Constance Carmel Wedding. Oh, party down. Good for two points. Matt, mm. asses, 
to ashes. <laughs> asses to ashes. <laughs> ashes to asses. That's a different show. <laughs> uh, I'll go with a hint. Dead men don't shut up. Oh, God. Yeah. Sounds awful. <laughs> it's, it's not a critically acclaimed show. I'll give you that hint. It holds, uh, it holds a place in people's hearts, huh? Foxes married with children. Well, you had the fox part, right? <laughs> the show was Melrose Place. Oh. Oh. First sure. letter as well. Yeah. Yep. All right, Sarah. Yes. The bitch is back. The, the bitch, bitch is back. Is back. Mm, Going to go for hint. two or play it considering? All right, your hint. This is a good hint. Weevils wobble, but they don't go down. <laughs> oh, Veronica Mars. Good for one point. All right, Tara. Yep. Dot, dot, dot. Must come to an end. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it um, fucking Dawson's Creek? It is fucking Dawson's <laughs> Creek, correct. Oh, randomizers. You work out so well sometimes. For Matt, mm. your title. I'm going to read it slowly. You can yeah. answer any time. Sure. Good night. Seattle, Seattle, heavy <laughs> Frazier. Frazier, the world's number one Frazier super fan. That's right. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Sarah. Boom. Yep. Uh, I lost my place. Uh, bon voyage. Yes. Bon voyage. We. Oui. <laughs> Since I don't think a hint is really going to help, I'm just going to guess the love boat. Mm. I like that guess. was Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it was Gilmore oh. Girls. Yeah. Wouldn't have gotten it. I wouldn't have gotten the sec- it either. Yeah, the penultimate would have helped you. It was called Unto the Breach. Nope. Yeah, no. All right. I don't think I would have guessed Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> Navely. Yes. Navely. Tell him something pretty. Um, Hint. The catbird seat. Mm. Uh, hmm. well, that one's Benson. The catbird seat. The catbird seat. This is your last question, by the way. Chicago Hope. <laughs> That's Deadwood. Oh. That's Deadwood. Dang. Oh, fuck me. All right, Matt. Mm. Quo. Vodimus. Vodimus. Thank you, Tara. Mm-hmm. Tara knows it. Quo Vodimus. Quo Vodimus. And I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll get. Can I have the. Yes, you can. Please. La Forza del Destino. Ugh. Benson. <laughs> Solid guess. It's sports night, and the reason oh, that, I remember, <laughs> that I remember is because the, my last ones that sounded so Sorkin-y, but I knew it wasn't West Wing or sports night. That's why All right. I remembered All right. Sarah? Yep. Oh, this is pretty good. I think you might. You stand a chance of getting this one, I think. One flew out of the cuckoo's nest. One flew out of the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Arr. Hint. Home again, Rose. Oh, Golden Girls. 
Correct. All right, let's get the scores at the end of our game. Very tight game. Yes. Matt ended no. with eight. Sarah had ten. I have twelve. All right, that's a pretty close game as mm-hmm. these things go. Uh, nothing very to be close. ashamed of. Matt, no. you did very well, guys. You got a couple randomizer bu- hits. Yeah. We're not. I'm not going to lie to you. You kind of got screwed on a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> I have one question in reserve that we're going to use for the tiebreaker. We will now play our shits and giggles round. Yep. First person to shout it out gets a coveted Dave point. You already earned one for the value guess, Matt. Thank you. Thank Here's your chance to earn, earn a second one. Here we go. The finale episode title is The Truth. The X-Files. Nice. All right. That gives the value <laughs> guess two extra day points. <laughs> I know the name of Tara. Tara. five finales. And That's you just good. happen to hit most of them. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We catfished Matt Myra into coming over to our house, supposedly, <laughs> to record a podcast. But won't he be surprised when we pull up the pentagrams and goat heads for our weekend sacrificial ritual? Is that why you asked to take my pants off by the door? Maybe. Maybe. That's not why. <laughs> <laughs> we went around the dial with stops at Call the Midwife, American Idol, Bob's Burgers, Buffy, and Matt Show, which Hell's was... Kitchen. Thank you. And we uh, did some other stuff. What did we do? We crowned winners and losers of the week. And Tara was the winner of this season's first game time. And we explored a dead solar system. (laughs) Captain Jean-Luc Picard. (laughs) Remember. We're listening. I am David T. Cole on behalf of Tara Ariana. Generally, it's defined love. Sarah D. Bunting. That's your cousin, yo. And Matt Myra. Let's track that ion trail. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on Extra Hot Great. Essentially, this whole episode could have taken place in 1990.